Welcome to the Noble Eight Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and this evening I was going to talk about clandestine mathematics, which I will talk about in the future. But inspired by Grissom's Survive podcast, I've decided to record a podcast on just what motivates me, basically, in continuing to develop Noble Ape, and the factors that have gone into my general decisions with regards to the development of Noble Ape. This is an interesting podcast because in my own thinking it's prefaced on listening to a series of podcasts that were removed from the feed and they were removed from the feed for a number of reasons. Either the information's out of date, I feel the information is hostile in some regards, or I don't really state my case with the degree of clarity that I would like to maintain in the Ape Reality feed. When I was talking to Bruce Damer a few weeks ago in the Bios.org chat I stated three main reasons that I continue to develop Noble Ape. These three reasons were the source code and documentation and this to me is a very personal and connective reason but it's also to do with the history of the development in some regard. The user base and this feedback I get primarily from download sites and when users get in contact with me. And thirdly Apple and Intel. The fact that large companies are using the Noble Ape development and annually they require between two and four weeks worth of solid work typically in order to continue to maintain Noble Ape for what they are doing with it. Sometimes interacting with me, sometimes depending on me, and sometimes just a situation where they pass back source code. But there is a periodic nature to the Noble Ape development that I utilise in terms of maintaining my own momentum. However, there are a number of things that I think could have stifled the Noble Ape development which haven't, and a lot of these have come through methodological choices that I've made very early on in the development and through the past 12 odd years worth of development. The first is that I have never been particularly interested in ideologically driven or ideologically centric development. When I started developing Noble Ape it was in some regard in a kind of creative playful sense but also it was a reaction to a lot of the stiff intellectual views that the people that were teaching me at university held. So ultimately it was an act of rebellion. That is about the depth of the ideology that drove the initial Noble Ape development. I was far more interested in playing, venturing into the unknown so to speak with regards to various concepts in artificial intelligence intelligence, created societies, and ultimately simulation principles. And this is what has driven me pretty well to this day. The effect of not being ideologically driven means that if, for example, I had looked for a particular philosopher, either living or dead, or a particular computer games person or something like that, and tried to hinge my development on that, I think I would have been stifled by the reality of the people concerned. Something which I've removed from the feed, as folks who've read my bio will know, I spent my late teens and early twenties with some childhood heroes of mine, and that ultimately made me realise quite profoundly that heroes were the wrong thing. That really heroes were just the embodiment of some piece of fiction, and the actual people tended to be more more flawed in some regard than most of the people that I would normally associate with. Ultimately their hero status made them less of a person in some regard. And this was a pretty profound vision which reinforced to me that the development that I had done with Noble Ape so far and that I was doing into the future needed to be independent of ideologues, ideology and these kind of things. And ultimately it made it something that was quite neutrally receptive. Now 
earlier in the history of ape reality there were long ongoing discussions with folks like Gerald de Jung and John P. Daigle about what that actually meant in a practical sense. I think there's always been, I don't want to say a division, but certainly different methods employed by artificial life developers and different heroes as well. And I tread on those lines quite carefully, although recent situations like, for example, the Douglas Adams deep linking fiasco, if I had been driven towards a particular ideologue with regards to my noble ape development, I would be in a state of probably depressed confusion currently. (laughs) However, I'm not, so I don't want to speak too much in riddles. This kind of neutral ideological setting enabled me to play with a number of ideas that perhaps other artificial life developers didn't play with because of their primary text in their development. I don't know whether it was by ignorance or design that Noble Ape was created in this regard, but I certainly thought that the most important thing was to create primary text, the original manuals, Noble Ape Philosophic, and a wide variety of other texts that haven't survived the test of time, as these two documents probably have. But ultimately, the motivation initially was quite primitive. It was to remove myself from a situation, a cyclical situation that I saw myself in in Canberra, Australia, and ultimately that worked. It put me in the Bay Area very quickly. And the development of Noble Ape in the past six years from that experience when I was in the Bay Area and then moving to the UK has shown that developing Noble Ape has kept me, in some regard, intellectually sharp, enabled me to do interviews like I do in biota.org and given me an independent intellectual business card, for want of a better terminology. This business card analogy is something that I use with people that I talk with casually about the Noble Ape development, what Noble Ape is fundamentally. It's just like a business card in some regard, in terms of who I am and conveying that to folk that are interested. And ultimately, Noble Ape has been extraordinarily useful in this. I'm editorialising in this degree primarily because I cut a large section of the Steve Grand interview where he talked about open source and where he talked about the ability to work full time and do things like that with regards to his artificial life development. What struck me was that Steve Grand's story was completely opposite to Noble Ape. By getting famous and getting business involved and large investors and things like that, it ultimately robbed Steve Grand of the kind of primary connection which I'd been able to maintain with Noble Ape through keeping it open source and things like that. It's hard for me to narrate anything more than these kind of isolated sections and describing why I've been able to maintain Noble Ape. It's a primary passion of mine. It's something that fascinates me, continues to fascinate me, and sometime in the future I'm going to be talking on the psychedelic salon I've never taken anything remotely psychedelic. I don't even drink alcohol. However, I have had a number of severe fevers, and the period of time where I was suffering glandular fever was a primary development point for Noble Ape. So I'm going to narrate my psychedelic credentials in terms of the quality of fevers that I've had, but also the insight that I've had through these fevers, which I think may be a kind of nerd psychedelia in some regard. I also like playing Beatles records backwards, so that's another good psychedelic salon credential. I digress. What I'm hoping to talk about in the psychedelic salon is how Noble Ape can be used in order to describe an individual's place in quite a complex society. And I was thinking about this having communicated with Grissom on his Survive podcast, that the times where I've had to use my own survival instincts have not only been when I've been out in the middle of nowhere with no food and no shelter and wall of water style rain, but also when I've been 
been in cities. I've always been a legal alien, but certainly being a legal alien with very little money in a city and no means of support is always a very interesting experience, and I've had that experience in two separate international locations. Three, really, if you count Australia, although I was never really an alien in Australia, although I felt that way. So this idea of surviving doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually out in the wilderness, and this is very important in terms of relating it back to a kind of noble ape narrative, that whilst the noble apes in their present embodiment exist in a utopian environment, there was and there has been progressive discussion and simple implementation of noble ape in cityscapes. So, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to flip noble ape in this discussion of the psychedelic salon and talk about how, perhaps, if we assume that we are monkeys in a simulation, what does this give us in terms of our own understanding? So I'm going to get a little metaphysical, a little sociological and just quite out there. And I also want to talk a little bit about anthropomorphism as well. But it's going to be fun to jam on that level and it's quite fascinating. The Psychedelic Salon has a number of listeners, like tens of thousands. And having completed Podcast 411 and probably gotten tens of listeners through that, it's going to be quite interesting putting myself out into a far leftist intellectual set and seeing how many of them actually gel with the uh, noble ape jive, so to speak. So that'll be interesting. And that's coming up in the future. But I think the ability to use noble ape as a means of understanding one's own reality as well is something that I've explored in kind of small increments through the noble ape development. But it seems ironic that the whole purpose of developing artificial life in some regard is about creating sustainable ecosystems and at the same time you can use that methodology on its head in order to sustain the artificial life simulation itself. So this has been a somewhat introverted intellectual discussion which probably would have been better better served if I'd talked about clandestine mathematical methods. However, I will be coming back with that, and I also wanted to talk a little bit about open source sites. So that will probably be two out of possibly the next five topics that come through the Ape Reality feed. If you have any topics of interest or points of discussion, if you've just started listening to this podcast, or if you just started going through the Noble Ape simulation documentation, or the simulation itself, please feel free to email me a single question, a set of questions, a topic for the podcast, anything like that. I'm very receptive to those kind of things. There are still Noble Ape t-shirts available associated with the Podcast 411 interview. What an amazing thing to be interviewed in Podcast 411 and the next interview in the Podcast 411 feed to be Quincy Jones. Stunning. To open for Quincy Jones. That will be a thing in and of itself. In any case, Tom at NobleApe.com, plenty of Noble Ape t-shirts to be given away, particularly if you suggest topics and things like that. That is, in fact, a timeless way of getting a Noble Ape t-shirt. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Look forward to tuning into the next podcast. Podcast.